You're listening to Language Cast's Football Language Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast for all those who love the beautiful game and want to improve their English skills. My name's Damon and I'm in Tokyo, which today has seen glorious sunshine and there's more promised over the next few days. Now, down the line is Damien in London. Damien, how are things Europe way? Hello Damon, good to hear from you. It's a sunny day here today in London for the final day of the season. I've just posted a photo of the London version of the language. Language caster balcony, and uh, despite not being the most exciting end of season, we're all looking forward to it here. Damon, are you nervous about the Liverpool game today? I am very, very nervous. This could be a horrible way to end the season if we slip up against Middlesbrough and drop out of the top four at the last hurdle. I'll be watching through my fingers. Don't worry, Damon, and uh, of course we'll be featuring that game. Uh, in our predictions battle later on in the show. Damon, what's on the rest of the show today? Well, we'll follow our usual format with three main sections. A review of some of the footballing news to start, followed by some football phrases that we'll explain. And finally, our predictions for the weekend. And as you said, we'll feature uh, Liverpool's game and the other two games that can affect their race for the Champions League spots in the Premier League. Now, in between those three sections, we'll have a quiz question and some information on how to get in touch with us uh, or see what we're up to. Talk to a languagecaster.com. Yes, you are listening to languagecaster.com, and that message was in Irish. Now, if you would like to record the message, you are listening to Languagecaster in your language, then just send it on to us here at admin at languagecaster.com. Okay, let's start the good, the bad and the ugly section with some good news. Congratulations to Juventus on winning the Coppa Italia. That's the first part of a possible treble. Wow. As they should wrap up the Italian title this weekend. And then they face Real Madrid in the Champions League final at the start of June. Well done also to Benfica in Portugal for winning the league. And to Monaco, who won league earned for the first time in 17 years. They really were a fantastic side to watch. Mm. Um, they joined Chelsea, Celtic, Bayern Munich and Feyenoord in becoming league winners for 2017. I wonder which of Real Madrid or Barcelona will be crowned La Liga title winners later on today. Madrid, Damon, are favourites yeah. as a draw away at Malaga will be enough to claim their first title in five years. But I've seen some crazy end of season games in Spanish football before. So who knows? How about bad from this week? Well, I'm going to go for bad news for cheats. Yeah, so not really a bad news story, uh, but it certainly will make some players worried. The FA in England has decided to allow retrospective punishment if a player has tricked the referee into giving a penalty or having another player sent off. So if a player dives in the box and wins a penalty by conning the ref, a video panel after the game could look at the action again and give the diving player a ban. Similarly, if a player pretends to have been badly tackled or hit, for example, and the referee gives a red card to an innocent player, the FA can punish the player feigning injury, that is, pretending to be hurt. Good news, I think, but bad news for players who like a bit of simulation. What are your thoughts on that, Damien? 
Yes, I think it could be a good thing as long as the technology is used wisely. Now for Ugly this week, I'm going to focus on some crowd trouble. Some fans ran onto the pitch at Wembley in the League One playoff this weekend between Millwall and Bradford City. Though this, yeah, this was nothing compared to the problems in a Greek Champions League playoff match between Panathinaikos and uh, PAOK Pauk. This game had to be abandoned after the Pauk coach was hit on the head with a bottle. The game itself had been an explosive one with four red cards handed out by the referee and a brawl at a big fight among the players. Pretty ugly indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay, we'd just like to remind people to get in touch with us and spread the word if you like our show and our site. You can, of course, email us directly at... Damon, what's the address? Admin at languagecaster.com or you could go to our forum and ask a question there. We also have a Facebook page. Yep, that's Learning English Through Football and we have a Twitter account too. And that is at Languagecaster. We'd really like to hear from you, so drop us an email, a comment, a like or a follow and spread the word. Yes, indeed. Now, next up, we have some football language that emerged from the week. Yes, and our first football language phrase was suggested by listener Jose from Brazil, and it is a no-look pass. As it suggests, this is a pass made without looking in the direction the ball travels. The player with the ball knows where his teammates are or will be, and can pass the ball into that area without looking. This usually fools the defenders who look at the opposition player's eyes and where they're looking, as well as their feet. Playing a no-look pass shows the player's confidence and control of the ball and understanding of the game. The player has skill and vision and perhaps shows off a little by playing a no-look pass. Thanks, Jose. Damien, do you have any football language for us? Yes, I do. I've got the phrase to nick a goal. And this phrase was used in the first division playoff final this weekend when Millwall defeated Bradford City 1-0 at Wembley to qualify for next season's championship. This means the London side were promoted to the second tier. Now, their striker nicked a goal at the end to win the game. And the idea behind this phrase is that maybe the goal came against the run of play. And possibly this is due to the fact that nick something is slang for stealing something. So, for example, the team defended all game and then nicked a goal at the end from a, a set piece. Hmm. Now, on some occasions, the phrase will use a K at the start of the word. So, in this example from uh, www.goal.com, Bale was happy that Wales were able to nick a goal from the game. The site used a K, so K-N-I-C-K. Usually, I think it's spelt with an N at the start, so to nick a goal. Yeah, I agree. It's got to be with an N, not a K. Okay, now it's time for a quick quiz question. This week, we would like to know who is the highest scorer in the Italian top division, Serie A. Of course, there are still some games to go there. But before this weekend's action, the top scorer in the Premier League is Harry Kane with 26. In Spain's La Liga, it's Leo Messi on 35. In Germany, Borussia Dortmund's Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang leads the pack with 30. 
and in France, PSG striker Edinson Cavani has netted the most with 35. What about Italy, Damon? What do you reckon? That's a really tough one. I'm hoping you're going to tell me at the end of the show. Yeah, we'll have the answer at the end of the show. Okay, now predictions and uh, Damien congratulations it's now mathematically impossible for me to catch you you've run away with this year's predictions competition I'm 35 points behind with a maximum of 30 points on offer this weekend well done and also a big well done to Alexa who in the last few months has shown both Damien and myself how to do predictions topping the monthly leagues consistently so this weekend, I'm playing for pride, and I'm hoping you'll be on the beach. Right, our first game in the final round of predictions for the Premier League. Uh, Damon, it's your team Liverpool needing a win against already relegated Middlesbrough. What do you reckon? Well, it certainly is squeaky bum time here. We have to win this to make sure a fourth spot and an outside chance of third. We've beaten and not lost against all the sides around us in the top seven, but managed to lose against sides from the bottom half of the table. Crystal Palace, Hull, Swansea, Bournemouth, Burnley. So am I confident? Yes, I am. The Reds to win 5-0. You? Um, it will be easy for your team, Liverpool. I think 2 or 3-0. I hope so. Okay, next is an interesting one. I've heard a lot of people say that Everton won't want to do their Merseyside rivals, Liverpool, any favours by getting a result against Arsenal, but I don't buy that. Ronald Koeman, the toughest manager, will want to win this to finish the season on a high. And of course, Arsenal must win this too. So I'm going to go for a draw, 1-1. You? I hope Everton win 4-0. That would be fun. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> now the last game sees Watford, who this week parted ways with their Italian manager, Walter Mazzari, and they host Manchester City, who need a point to confirm Champions League football next season. Damon, what do you think? A walk in the park for City, 3-0 to the Manchester side. Yes, I agree. They'll win. 2-0 uh, for me. Hi, my name's Izzy. I'm a fan of Dulwich Hamlets FC, and you're listening to languagecaster.com. Now, before we go, what's the answer to the quiz question we asked earlier in the show? Damien. Well, the question was, who is the top scorer in Serie A as it stands before this weekend's games? And the answer is Edin Dzeko of Roma, who has scored 27 league goals. Wow. Now, just before we go, Damon, and talking about quizzes, many of our regular listeners will know our website has lots of resources for learners and teachers of football language, including a huge glossary with hundreds of words and phrases from the beautiful game. We also have some football language quizzes. And this week we added a new one that's all about the language of football passing. Come along, try the quiz, have a look around the site, and let us know what you think. Sounds brilliant. Right, that's it for this week's podcast. Drop us a line, let us know uh, what you think of the show. Enjoy all of the football this weekend and we'll see you next week when we are looking forward to the FA Cup final. Bye-bye. ta -ra.